This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 1st of August in your squiz today. Draft wording on a referendum question. Zelensky urges Ukrainians to evacuate. Vale Archie Roach. And the moral of never giving up on a lost toy. This is your squiz today. Implementing the Uluru Statement from the Heart was one of the first things Anthony Albanese committed to when he won the election. At the Gama Festival in Arnhem Land, which is an annual Indigenous festival, he's pushed the process forward a step, outlining possible draft words for a referendum question that would create an Indigenous voice in the Constitution. So let's just start from scratch. And uh, Mm. the Uluru Statement from the Heart came out of a big convention of Indigenous leaders that was held in mid-2017. It's a very short document, and Larissa, you and I did a really great squeeze shortcut Mm. on it, so everyone should have a listen to that. (laughs) Uh, But what it does is it covers three things. One is a voice, uh, second is a treaty, and the third is a process around truth-telling. What Anthony Albanese did on the weekend deals with the first of those, a voice. Uh, The voice would be a formalised body that's made up of Indigenous representatives and what they would essentially do is advise the parliament and the government of the day on issues that affect their communities. What they also want is for it to be enshrined in the constitution. Uh, To do anything to change the constitution requires a referendum. And what Anthony Albanese did on the weekend was say that let's have a start-off point about what that question should be. Uh, What he said is the question could be something like, do you support an alteration to the constitution that establishes an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice? And he says, let's get the ball rolling. He wants to have that vote within this term of government. Referendums don't have a big history of success. Of the 44 proposals that have been put to Australians in 19 referendums, only eight changes have passed. And one of the big criticisms of Albanese's proposed referendum is a lack of detail on what a voice would mean. Yeah, and what Prime Minister Albanese said yesterday is that he doesn't propose to put a lot of detail around that before the referendum. What he says is the idea is to keep things pretty simple. Do you want it in the constitution or don't you? Uh, What the coalition says is that it's keeping an open mind on these things, uh, but it also says that it believes that for Australians to get on board, some details will be necessary. Such as how representatives would be picked, what they advise on, how it would work with government, etc. There's a bit to unpack with this and we're actually going to delve into the voice and the question of a referendum a lot deeper in this week's shortcut episode. As you say, Claire, we have done one on the Uluru Statement from the Heart, so that's a good place to start ahead of Thursday's new episode on The Voice. 
To international news now, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has issued a stark warning to any remaining civilians in unoccupied areas in the eastern Donetsk region. He's urging them to evacuate as the fighting intensifies and Russian troops advance. Yeah, he also says that as they head towards winter, uh, things are going to get really bad there and that's because Russia's expected to cut off the region's energy supply and that would leave it without electricity and heating. Uh, Zelensky said that he's particularly worried about children in that region. Officials reckon that there's somewhere between 200 and 220,000 civilians that need to be evacuated, and that's going to be something that they do in the coming days and weeks. Uh, What Zelensky said is that the more people who leave Donetsk region uh, now, the fewer that there will be for the Russian army to have time to kill. A very stark warning. Meanwhile, Ukraine's military says it's making progress in the south, including the Kherson region. Some experts say that if the Ukrainian army are able to recapture Kherson, it could represent a turning point in the war. The royals are in the spotlight again. This time, Prince Charles is facing scrutiny of donations made to his charities. A report has found that the Prince of Wales Charitable Fund received a £1 million donation from the family of Osama bin Laden. Prince Charles and the charities that he's connected to have been in the news quite a bit of late. Uh, Last year, the man who ran one of his charities, someone that he was said to be very close to, had to step down because it turned out he was pushing people towards Queen honours in exchange for donations. Uh, Also in June, we heard that Charles had accepted uh, shopping bags and suitcases full of cash. That was from a former Qatari prime minister. Uh, And in the report that's come out on the weekend, Charles is said to have taken uh, a million pounds in a donation from Bakar bin Laden. He's the half-brother of dead terrorist Osama bin Laden. What the report said yesterday was that Charles had been advised by those close to him, his personal advisers, as well as those with that charitable fund not to take the money, but he did it anyway. There's no suggestion that that half-brother of Osama bin Laden has sponsored, supported or been involved in acts of terrorism. Charities in the UK aren't required to disclose their supporters, but there are calls for greater transparency. To sport, and it is very satisfying to say that after the first weekend of the Com Games, Australia is sitting at the top of the medal tally. Yep, you've got to love that. And the real standout is Emma McKeon. Uh, yesterday, she drew level with legends like Susie O'Neill and Ian Thorpe, uh, also Liesl Jones, to claim 10 Commonwealth Games gold medals. And this morning, she's won her 11th. She did that in the 50 metres freestyle. Uh, after the race, she's very cool, calm and collected and very unassuming. She said she just tries her best at every competition. Uh, She's also in the news for another reason. Her ex-boyfriend, Kyle Chalmers, has had enough about answering questions Mm. about his former relationship and how he's getting along with Cody Simpson, uh, who's the former pop star, and he's also part of the Australian team. Uh, Chalmers said that he just wants everyone to back off. He wants the media to back off, and he says that he's worried about his mental health. He's implored the media to stop writing false headlines otherwise my time in the sport will be finished he wants the focus to go back onto the swimming and not on what the media are calling a love triangle between himself Cody Simpson and Emma McEwen 
Archie Roach, the Aboriginal singer, artist and storyteller, died on Saturday, aged 66, after a long illness, Claire. Yeah, he had several health issues, but uh, he was diagnosed with lung cancer about a decade ago and he had a lung removed. Uh, He was able to still perform, though, with an oxygen tube. It was really touching yesterday to see uh, all of these really great people of Australian music and political life as well talk so very warmly about Archie Roach. He's someone who really touched so many people, uh, not just with his music, which was very powerful, but also with his advocacy for Indigenous Indigenous people. Um, Roach was a member of the Stolen Generations. He was taken from his parents when he was four years old and he was placed with a Scottish couple in Melbourne. Uh, He took off from there when he was 15 years old and what happened next was many years of alcoholism and homelessness Uh, and it was in the late 1980s when he really started to get his music career on track and what followed was another 30 years of really quite stunning music and stunning achievements. His sons have said that he was a healer and unifying force and that his music brought people together. They've given permission for his name, image and music to be used so that his legacy can continue to inspire. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese called him a national truth teller. I'll put a link to his song, Took the Children Away, into your episode notes. I listen while doing this story and it is incredibly moving. If you've ever lost something precious, here's a story that shows miracles can happen or that you never know what might show up in a random eBay search, including a beloved long-lost childhood toy, Claire. And not just any old childhood toy, a tiny little matchbox Ford Capri. (laughs) So (laughs) probably the smallest thing that you could possibly imagine. Um, Tim Goodwin grew up in Wellington in the UK. Uh, He's since moved to Australia and he runs the post office at Peak Hill, which is in central New South Wales, so about as far away from England as you can get. (laughs) And he's been reminiscing over his life about this magic little matchbox Ford Capri that he had as a kid. Turns out when he was reminiscing, he got on eBay and found it. He's bought it, he got it sent to Australia, and it's the real deal. Five decades on. It's amazing that someone actually put it up on eBay because it's banged up, paint chipped. (laughs) If you saw it, you wouldn't think it's worth anything, but just goes to show. If you're nostalgic and it's worth something to you, you can never give up hope. Squeeze the day, Claire. What are you keeping an eye on today? Uh, happy birthday to all the horses. It's the 1st of August, so they all get a birthday kiss today. <laughs> or a carrot or two, maybe. Very convenient that it's all on the one day. Uh, for me, it's been 16 years since George R. R. Martin published A Game of Thrones, the first book in his A Song of Ice and Fire series. Of course, it got turned into the huge TV show. Still waiting on that final book. Uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's all from us today. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow.